and the time that he spent working on this, praying and just meditating on what you want from him. May his words be pleasing unto you and soften our hearts as listeners. May we be receptive to the word that's coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Dave. Guys, let's pray again. Good morning, Lord. Let my words, thoughts, and actions be pleasing and glorifying to you today, all day, and every day. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. Look around, guys. It is absolutely awesome what God and David Hill have created. Each and every week, solitary creatures, men, come through these doors. And what happens? We greet each other. We greet each other in a sincere manner. We ask how we're doing and we really care. We ask questions. We listen. We talk. We invest in ourselves. We invest in other people's lives. We live in community at least once a week. And that's really cool. And another thing to think about is, look at us. We come from all walks of life. All walks of life. We all get along. We all have fun. We all learn. Some of us are learning about God. Some of us are learning more about God. It doesn't matter, does it? We're all here together. First-timers. First-timers over there. Hello. Good morning. Welcome. I got to say one thing. (laughs) There's a guy sitting at the first-timers table over there. An old friend of ours, Lloyd, who was one of the original Ironmen. And Lloyd moved away from us for a little while and Lloyd is back today and Lloyd welcome back great to see you here brother great to see you here brother an awesome brother of God an awesome brother of God so first timers a couple of words of wisdom for you come back come back you need this you need us and we need you please come back so let me tell you a quick story about my Ironman story, though, before I get into the, to the crux of what we're talking about. Because I am supposed to be talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. And we'll get there. About 10 years or so ago, I was invited. New men's group was starting. I was invited to, uh, to come over. Great group of guys, four, five, six guys. Maybe it was at that particular time. And uh, super group of guys. But I've, anybody in here felt inadequate? in a situation, maybe once or twice in our lives. I felt very inadequate. Started talking about God. Started talking about Scripture. And at that time, those are new concepts to me. Not proud to say that. This sort of was what it was. I did everything I could not to go back the next week. I did everything I could to not go back the next two weeks, five weeks, ten weeks, three years, five years, ten years. My wife kept pushing me. And unbeknownst to me, God was pushing me too, which is really cool and really neat. So, 
if ever you find yourself in here in a situation where you're going, man, this is just just awkward. I, I just don't feel worthy. I sit at this table with these group of guys, and I'll tell you what, these guys know Scripture to the nth degree, and sometimes I just sit there in awe and amazement. But you know what? It's okay. It's cool. Your time will come when it's meant to be. So that's my story. Ten years later or so, right, David? I'm here, and I get to come up here and share my story, among other things, with you. So, finally, let's review. Three weeks ago at the Monthly Coffee, Jeff kicked us off by talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 8. He talked about wisdom, knowing God and obeying God's commandment. He then talked about something that for some can be a very difficult concept, and that's the mystery of God and the fact that we will never, ever understand it all. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Then two weeks ago, Josh, ooh, it was powerful, wasn't it? Verses 1 through 9. And he gave us a choice. He gave us the choice of uh, one of two things. Do we follow God, obey God's commandments, and with that comes abundant life? Or do we choose ourselves? Do we choose idols, which leads to death? It's our choice. It's free will, remember. And then last week, Dave tackled verses 10 through 13. Gave us three warnings. First one, life is not fair. Don't we know that very well? Life is not fair. Number two, God's silence should never, ever be interpreted for His approval. And number three, what we're living here is not the end game. He then closed with uh, the kingdom discussion. And which kingdom are we going to live in? Are we going to live in God's kingdom or are we going to live in our own kingdom? Once again, it's our choice. Today, I have the pleasure of talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. As we approach these verses, keep Isaiah 55, 9 in mind. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. Verses 14 and 15, I will read. There is a vanity that takes place on earth, that there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said that this is also vanity, and I commend joy, for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful, for this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. Matthew 5.45 suggests, For you make your sun rise on the evil, and you send rain on the just and the unjust. comes back to the age-old question, gentlemen, of why do bad things happen to good people, and why do good things happen to bad people? Let's check out a few scenarios. Two to three weeks ago, 50-plus innocent people die in the Bahamas thanks to Hurricane Dorian. Is that fair? How does that make you feel? Maybe that's not close enough to home for you. Bella South, age 10, lived her entire life with disease, illness, sickness, passes away. Age 10. Bella South, a little closer to home. How's that make you feel? 
Is that fair? Let's flip the coin. Your next door neighbor has been living in their home five years without paying a dime. Their house is going through the foreclosure process. Haven't paid a dime. You, next door, every dime you've got is going to pay your mortgage. The folks next door, three brand new cars, out to eat every day, all three meals, massages, pedicures, manicures, whatever, vacations galore. Is that fair? How does that make you feel? From our human perspective, do these things seem fair? I can say no, I'm a human. No, they don't. But in reality, was it fair that Christ died on the cross for us? We need to be happy with the blessings we have. We need to understand that God is ultimately in control of everything. His plan is perfect, and we need to have faith in God's plan. Let's move to verses 16 and 17, Ecclesiastes chapter 8. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the businesses that's done on earth, how neither day nor night do one's eyes see sleep, then I saw all the work of God that man can't find out the work that is done under the sun. However much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man claims to know, he still cannot find it out. The wisest man on earth, Solomon, came to that conclusion. There's been a few other wise men that have come through since Solomon. Haven't figured it out. Guys, as I stand here today, I'm thinking we're not going to figure it out either. Saying that, saying that, I challenge you not to give up the search. I challenge you to study the scriptures. I challenge you to study, to ask questions and continue the search. But I also want to throw a dose of reality into it that and say, don't stress about it. Have faith. Have faith in God and trust God. The unknown should not cast a shadow over our joy, faith, or work because we know that someone greater is in control and we can put our trust in Him. Have faith in God and submit to His will. Let's change directions. Do you have a safe zone? Where's your happy place? Who makes up your inner circle? Do you have an inner circle? Who owns your heart? How much do they own? How much of the time do they own it? Was God an answer to any of those questions? I really enjoy the opportunity I've been given to stand up here and speak this morning for so many reasons. One of which is that I get closer to God. I'm able to self-reflect, self-analyze, figure out who Scott Sprague is a little more, dig into the scriptures, ask questions. Got a lot closer to my wife these past few weeks as I prepared. She's heard this about a hundred times, no lie. She's helped me tweak it a ton of times. I do a little bit of public speaking and... uh, 
I'm used to saying ladies and gentlemen. Well, I said ladies and gentlemen 50 times this first thing. The goal today, besides me saying it right now, is to not say ladies and gentlemen. Because there's no ladies in here. Because we're a bunch of guys. Also, I do need to throw this out there, gentlemen. Is in my questions, which I delivered to Ryan on Tuesday night, has a, a thing in there about cheetahs and lions. Okay, that was version 73. Okay, so the final versions of this talk have nothing to do with cheetahs and lions per se. So ignore that piece of the question. I realized that this morning as I was driving here. So, sorry, but... So, exactly. Um, So the reason I'm telling you that is because the value that I derived from this is absolutely awesome. Hopefully you get something from it too. But the real reason I'm explaining this is if we continue this new little version we've tried with the tables tackling the monthly subjects and topics, you will all have an opportunity at some point to join me up here on stage and have an opportunity to do it. And I will tell you this. No matter how you feel about public speaking, no matter how confident or unconfident you are in the scriptures or your story or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Spend a few weeks or a month preparing for it. I know Dave's shaking his head over there. Prepare, uh, spend a few weeks preparing it. And you know what? It's easy peasy and the rewards are just awesome. So when Ryan asks, don't say no. Even though you want to say no, don't say no. Because there's tremendous value in it. And also, as great as our normal speakers are, as great as the Andes, I don't want to go around because I could hit so many. They're awesome. They're spectacular. But listening to a Dave or listening to a me or somebody else, which I'll, I'll just call us commoners. In relation to some of the speakers we've had, the Dave Ogg, I mean, I just go around the room and Ali and everything. You may catch something else there because we're not professional speakers, okay? Maybe our heart hasn't been, in my case, God's only been a part of my life, which you're going to hear for a very short time frame. Much different perspective that somebody stands up here and who has been a believer all their life. So anyway, take advantage of it. I babble. I apologize. I'm going to close with my story. I'm 56 years of age. For more than 80% of my life, I didn't know God. Not proud of that. It is what it is. I had awesome parents. Awesome life. I... Being a non-believer was easy and fun. Let me tell you, absolutely easy and fun. It really was. But I didn't know that there was another side of the equation. I didn't. I absolutely didn't know that. And some of you might have been in that same situation or might be in that today. And that's okay. Scott Sprague has always been and continues to be a very selfish person. Scott Sprague also always was and continues to be a very nice person. Those two things seem to conflict in most worlds. For whatever reason, God made it work in my world. I don't know why. And I'm not proud of the selfish part, trust me, gentlemen. I'm not proud of it at all, but it is who I am. And I'm working every day to not be as selfish and self-centered. And you know who's helping me with that mainly? 
two groups of people. <laughs> yes, my wife. I said, I would say two groups of people, three groups of people. Okay. My wife, God, and you guys, especially at my table. You know, true, true story, true story. Last night, as we were finishing up the final run, I sat down on the bed and I thanked her. Okay. And everything. And I, and I had not asked the question. I said, how have you put up with me being so selfish all these years? And she looked at me and said, I don't think you're selfish. And, and, and you're right. And you're right. I'm blessed, beyond blessed in that regard. Um, so, um, well, I've lost track now. Um, but, but the good news is it's uh, um, so. Yeah. Non-believer, believer. I truthfully, truthfully and honestly can say being a non-believer was easy. The accountability I had in life was minimal. It was my wife. It was my parents. When I became a Christian, I say 10 years ago, but here's what happened with me. I accepted God into my life 10 years ago, and I stepped in with one foot. I didn't step in with two feet. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. And then, oh, six, seven years ago, the Holy Spirit entered my life. And you know what? It was full throttle in from there on out. Once again, I don't know what your story is, if you've experienced that. For me, that was a difference. And the the greatness that came with that is an accountability in the past six years or so that I've never experienced before. And it's an accountability I love. If I could trade the last six to ten years in and say, can I go back the previous 45 or so and know God from day one, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd do it in a heartbeat. And I think, can't speak for the rest of you, but I think whenever you became a Christian or a believer, if you have, you can probably relate back and go, I maybe had a lot of fun before, maybe had a lot of this, maybe had a lot of that, and maybe I don't have as much of this and that, but I got God, and I got a group of guys here who I know I can count on for anything. Whether they're first-timers or whether they're 10 years, doesn't matter. So, I end with, I'm in a great place, and I'm blessed to be in a great place. But as most of you in this room, I'm still a work in progress. So, one of the things I struggle with each and every day is described in Galatians 1, verses 10 through 12. Yes, David and gentlemen, I've read Galatians this month. Not every day. That was the goal. Not every day. About six days. So, um, six days more than I would have. So, progress, right? Um, So it says, for now, excuse me, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ouch. Ouch. I still try to please all of you. I do. And that would be okay if that sometimes didn't come in front of me trying to please God. So that's my struggle. That's my struggle each and every day. Saying that, we're working on it. I'm working on it with you. I'm working on it with my wife. 
Most importantly, I'm working on it with God. And I know between those three groups and those three entities, I will overcome it. Gentlemen, thank you for your attention. Have an awesome Friday.